Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zelda cast here at ZeldaDungeon.net. We are live from the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. It is day two of the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. We have raised, as of this live recording, uh, 1300 bucks so far, going, of course, to the Starlight Children's Foundation. So, great cause. Lots of time to donate. We're going to be doing this all week. Um, and we have a very special guest today, David Geisler from another Zelda podcast. This is the biggest Zelda crossover <laughs> in the history of Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very excited to be here. Thank you so much. It's uh, it's an honor. Kate, when we first started the show, Another Zelda Podcast, my co-host Kate and I, we literally used Zelda Dungeon as a resource <laughs> constantly. Yes. And it's just, yes. I'm totally kind of nerding out here to be a part of this. It's very, very cool. Nice. Yeah. I, I remember coming here my first year and seeing the setup and everything like that and I was just like oh my I felt like uh this is another level what's going yeah. on here the amount of yeah. Zelda stuff in here is I mean right? I'm like my heart is racing just looking at all of it right now it's amazing it's, it's pretty wild um sometimes I feel excessive with like what I have in my collection <laughs> but then I come here once a year and I'm like okay I'm good I know I have a couple shelves of Zelda stuff <laughs> in my shelves house. that's me too yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so you know for the last god I don't even know two two years at least three years I would float out on Twitter like hey guys we're gonna we're looking for a guest who do you want to see come on our show and I would say without fail the most requested uh, answer was get another Zelda podcast on here we need someone from another Zelda podcast we've been lucky enough to have um, Celeste come on our show yeah, who was yeah. great my co-producer yes and uh, so that was awesome but we were you know we were we were looking to make this happen for a long time so I'm I'm so happy that we finally made it happen and at this event it fell everything kind of fell into place that is super cool that really touches my heart that that people even uh, even considered us to be part of the party here very yeah. very cool so I uh, I'm gonna throw out some toilet humor here so uh, so I was listening to your Skyward Sword episode okay. the other day. Yeah. And I was listening to Kate, and she was uh, mentioning that she had named her Link. Oh. <laughs> I farted. That was her oh, name. No. And I told I told my wife that, and my wife is like weakness for, for toilet humor, and she was cackling <laughs> in the car. I thought it was so funny. I could I was I was cackling when I heard that. So I, Kate was I very it. proud of herself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh man, that's that's. I, I must say that's one thing I like about hosting with Kate, though. Is she 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 just cracks me up. She always says something <laughs> that I never expect, and and we just roll with it. Uh, okay, so give us the give us the origin story of another Zelda podcast. So and, and because you you also have an affinity for you know you like to record like this in person and get oh, yeah it's great. You know, tell tell us about that. Tell us about how you guys got together. Um, tell us about your website and stuff because it's a very awesome, professional, like really nice looking website. Seriously? Yeah, very, I make it. I, I yeah, I make the whole site. Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> I like I, like I I, I made uh, a site for Metroid too, and it is not as easy as it looks. Yeah. So it's it's when it when it functions and when it's you know when it's like that, it's yeah, that's great. We have I mean our blog writers and, and Celeste, you know, everyone gets in there to like put the content on the site, but I did the design and I really appreciate that. That's yeah. really really cool. Um, the very quick version of another Zelda podcast is that back in 2017, my main co-host Kate and I were in a play together, mm -hmm. and we played like a husband and wife in this play, some local community theater thing. So we had a lot of scenes that we were on stage together, but of course we had a lot of scenes where we weren't on stage together. Right. And so we just got to chatting during these downtimes, and I had just gotten Breath of the Wild on my Wii U, and she had just gotten it on the Switch, and. We we found that between every scene that we weren't on stage, <laughs> we're just talking about Zelda, talking about Zelda, talking about Zelda. Nice. And I have a little bit of experience making podcasts, and I kind of just, it just kind of like a little bell went off, and I said, Kate, what if we do a Zelda podcast just for the fun of it? Yeah. Like, we're not, you know, we're fans, not experts, the whole thing, but I thought, let's just, let's just try it. And she was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But uh, 
after about a month there, we we recorded our first episode, which is our top three favorite Zelda. You know, it was like a real simple topic. Yeah. We literally like shoved ourselves in, in a closet in her house because we didn't even know where we, were, where we were recording yet. And if you listen to that first episode, there is kind of a weird echo because we didn't really have our setup yet. Yeah. And so um, we've been going for about five seasons now. And um, around season three, we started collecting um, a bunch of people in the Zelda community to write blog posts for us on our website. And that's given us the opportunity to also bring them in as kind of guest mm-hmm. hosts on the show. Yeah. And so we just really talk about everything and anything Zelda. We don't really do news, but we kind of do, just do, you know, the kind of stuff you talk about with your friends mm-hmm. when you're just having a pizza late at night or something. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. So... So we decided today that what we wanted to do is, because this is like a celebration, this week is a celebration of all things Zelda, it's a celebration of, uh, you know, our first our first live show together, really ever. Yeah, in person. In person, yeah. yeah. We, we usually is it, do. Is it almost always the cameras? Almost yeah. always, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so I'm Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Al is Tri-Cities. Tri-Cities, Washington. Washington? Mm-hmm. Wow. I never remember if it's Washington. You guys, I want to say Oregon. If I made, did you guys have to fly in and stuff? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. so cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. So you know, this is a celebration. We yes. finally get to to record this in person, and uh, we thought that it would be fun to kind of pepper you with some of our. I, I call them isms, okay. And what I mean by that is over the years. So our show has been going on. This is what year four. four? 4.5 something like that. Oh really? So we're kind of around the same age. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. yeah. Show-wise. We were so originally we we rebranded from we used to be called the Champions Cast for mm-hmm. a long long time because um our show came out when the Champions Ballad was the, was the new thing, right? Oh, I see. So uh, we, we rebranded to be a little bit simpler, the Zelda Cast, mm-hmm. but uh you know, so in that 4ish years, we've we have accrued a bunch of isms or running gags or things that we Things that we do and things that we say. So we thought that uh, it would be fun to pepper you with some, and maybe in return, if we if we have some time at the end, you can throw back some oh my goodness. some isms of, of your own. If you guys have have you know had any over the years, I have to think about that. Let's 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 try this out. Okay, so I would say that the the, the biggest running gag, the number one, number one of this show, yep. is the word ugly. <laughs> ugly, and I'll tell you why. Ugly. So when when you think when you think of the game, The Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess, what's the first word that comes to your mind? Is it is it maybe ugly? No, I think Twilight Princess is beautiful. Oh no, <laughs> it's my favorite Zelda game. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now let, let, let's see if we can separate the game from the art style here for a second. Oh yeah, I'm sure. talking like the guys with like flat heads, like the cone heads. I'm talking like. The guy with the cannon. I'm talking like some of the, uh, some of those guys you meet in Hyrule. Yeah, some of the Hyrule people. Castle. They look like one of those dysmorph paintings, you know, where the face pieces don't quite match up. And yeah. and also like I agree that there's some beautiful parts, but you know sometimes the Twilight Realm can just be really bland and. Blown. Yes. So that that was our first ism was I was always complaining <laughs> about about the art style of Twilight Princess. We we have a series called Definitive Ranking. Where we assign like either a five for really great or a one for really bad. Okay. And so I I gave it like a mi- I gave it the only minus rating I've ever given in the wow. history of definitive ranking for Twilight Princess's art style. <laughs> um, it's, it's it's ugly. I will agree that the character design is definitely 
uh, has a, a an impressionistic kind of style. <laughs> yeah, Definitely, yeah, that's one word there for are it. times where and, and all the weird little eyebrows is a little strange. You're mm-hmm. like, is that eyebrows? Do they have an extra nose? What's going on? Or is it Beth? Her eyebrows are like all the way up here on her forehead or something. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I guess for the character design, I, I can I can see where that's going. I, I I'm I'm speaking a little bit more to like I. So when it came out on the GameCube or the Wii or whatever, but I mm-hmm. kind of consider it a GameCube game basically. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Pardon me. The, I was a sucker for the bloom. I was a sucker for all the environmental effects. I thought it right. was like a really gorgeous game uh, in that regard. But <laughs> yeah. the, but it is true because I remember thinking like, oh, it's almost photorealistic. It looks so cool. But the characters definitely are not. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, Twilight Princess has this amazing ability. To, as Twilight Princess HD specifically has this incredible ability to somehow be brighter but also more dark and dingy at the same time it's actually crazy i I agree i actually think the gamecube version is a little bit more beautiful yes yes so yeah so that was probably our biggest like running running (laughs) gag of this show is that we just like hated i well i I don't know if i should say we i mean i have my issues with twilight princess and i do i agree about the art style in that regard but i mean it's just one of those things if Twilight Princess was mentioned. And you know, we we should mention too, I didn't write this down, but another ism that we have, it's something called the Zelda scale. Okay, so the Zelda scale is um, when you are critiquing a Zelda game, as you know, it is is our job to do. Uh um, You you critique it knowing that like the absolute worst Zelda game is like an 8 out of 10 compared to like any other game. Yeah, with maybe you. one exception, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> one except there's one exception to the Zelda scale. So like you can you can we can sound kind of kind of ruthless if we're Duncan. But it's still an eight out of ten. It's game. still is an it, eight out of ten. Is yes. It adventure of Link? Well, it would Zelda be for me. her. It would be yeah. for her. Yeah. That was rough. It, it wouldn't. Is rough. It wouldn't be for me. There's another. I put it on my list. But we can just kind of go down and. Uh, oh, I and see. Get that. So by, by the way, real quick, the only way I'm getting through Zelda two right now is because I'm playing it on the Game and Watch, and I can just freeze. You know, like. State save or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. If, like he's when I play been, a cartridge, I, I can't even do he's it. He's been trying to convince me to do it on the Switch because you can rewind, and I don't rewind. know if I feel like it's worth it. I didn't die a single time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm telling you. I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> uh, okay, so so you're you're a pro Twilight Princess. So let's keep scoring. Both, so we got, we got, both Kate and I, before Breath of the Wild, felt that Twilight Princess was our favorite Zelda game. Okay. And some people okay. agree. Some people disagree. I'm cool with it. All right, so we're gonna put down a disagree for. for twi- I wrote down Twilight Princess Ugly. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture of these notes after everybody can see. Okay, so the next one. I don't know if you necessarily agree with this or not, but I do. I feel strongly about okay. this. One of the one of the foundations that this show is built on is I love the Minish Cap. I think it is yeah. the best 2D Zelda by actually like a a, a wide margin. I think. I, I think it's my favorite one to play for sure. Yes, yes. I, you know, that game to me is like the definition of less is more, especially when it comes to dungeons. Because we we did a uh, we did an Oracle retrospective. Yes. What was that last year for the twentieth anniversary? Yeah, back yeah. to back, the two games back to back. So which one did back you play first? Ages. Ages. Or uh, ages. A lot of people do Ages first. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, I hadn't played it at all yeah. ever in my life, so that mm-hmm. was kind of nice. But then we played Seasons right after, and I think that kind of messed with our experience. Whoa. A, a little bit, just yeah. Just a little bit. And and I and I like I like both Oracle games a yes, lot I actually. Um, and I, I do as well, absolutely. Yeah. And then wasn't it the same team? <clears throat> pardon me, that went on and made Minish Cap. I think it was yes. that yes. Capcom yeah. team, right? Yep. Yeah. You can kind of feel it. The only problem about playing those games back to back is they both have eight dungeons each. Plus a final. And they all look the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah, there's a bit of that. So it was like 16 dungeons plus some in a row. 16. And it was it was a bit much, and so I was kind of like, I'm really over these Oracle games, even yes. though I really like them. You know, the Oracle games, it was it was Capcom getting that Link's Awakening engine, kind of like do, doing what they could with it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Minish Cap, to your point, was then that team saying like, all right, we're going to make one yes. from scratch, and I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it branched out and and has a lot of unique things going for it. I think it does like a classic like. One thing that I think Zelda is really good as like the dual worlds and, and stuff like that. Yeah. You see that in a lot of games. I think this is like one of the strongest dual worlds that that we have in the series. Mm-hmm. But but like I said, less is more because in Minish Cap you have got four four or five five dungeons and the and the final castle and like it's not one after the other after the other. But with Minish Cap you have uh, you know unique themes, identities, and stuff like that. And I know some people yeah. maybe. Uh, fans of the kinstone thing and i I can get that but yeah that that was my hill to die on is that uh that i thought the minish cap is the best 2d zelda al how long has it been since you played minish cap expose yourself here on the show (laughs) i don't know um i've dabbled in it like i've touched the intro for a second but if i like being honest the whole thing probably about 10 minutes maybe would you say at this point this is the yeah it's it's the the longest longest? longest it's played yeah my, I have it on the Wii U, but my favorite way to play Minish Cap is Game Boy Player in a GameCube with a yes. game, GameCube controller because you've got that big A button and yes. it, it is, nice. it's really great. Almost anything is better than playing on a Wii U. <laughs> now, I didn't write this down, but Wii U bad. That's another one of my isms. <laughs> I, I bought. I didn't have a Switch when Twilight or when uh, Breath of the Wild came out, and I said earlier in this episode that I was playing Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. I literally went on like Facebook Marketplace and bought a. Wii U from someone just to play Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, because I hadn't had a Switch yet. But that's that's how I got into my Wii U. I, I like I was a total total late adopter. I got it years late. But anyway. Oh well, they, I mean the thing about Wii U is at least now you can find all like the really good games for dirt cheap because yeah. they're all on the Switch. So. The, the one good thing about the Wii U is that it is literally a Zelda machine. Like it you, is. you can get yeah. almost every and I have it. I tweeted this a few years ago. You can get every single game on there pretty much. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, that's why I really liked it. And I didn't mind the Wii U so much, but then once you play on the Switch for 5 years, the Wii U gets pretty, it's, it's, it's a little bit yeah. tough. It's a yeah. little aged. It's tough <laughs> to go back. Point. Yeah. Yeah, Minish um, Cap is good. I love it. All right, so we have one disagree and we have one agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. And this, I don't know if this can be, this is really more of like an open-ended kind of a question rather than uh, an agree or disagree here. But I wrote down herding goats, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if anyone watching this wants to watch me herd goats for like 15 minutes, you can tune in tomorrow for Twilight Princess. I'm going to be playing for 11 hours. God help me. Um, so when I say herding goats, uh, so one of the things that uh, that I like to beat up on my on my pal Twilight Princess for who I yeah. do love I love I love you Twilight Princess okay don't think I don't but I like to beat up on it for its intro which involves fishing yes herding goats calling hawks dropping beehives herding goats <laughs> should I go on Ilya there's, Ilya that uh, that <laughs> intro we'll talk about Ilya that intro is a bit of a a bit of a slog I, I'll admit it's a it's a rough one and yeah. so we did was it last week or the week before we were, we were talking about it intros. was a couple weeks ago so we we were talking about intros and what game is the worst and I I have a sneak suspicion about where you stand on this but I, I I'm putting you on the spot here maybe yeah, like sure. your favorite uh, either your favorite or like your top three if you don't want to narrow it down intros and least favorite because least favorite for me no points for guessing but it was Twilight Princess, but in a controversial turn of events, mm-hmm. I, we both we both stuck our neck out there for Skyward Swords intro. Oh yeah, we did. 
Yeah, meaning meaning you like it? Yeah. Yes. It is, you know, just playing the HD one a year ago, I was I was pleasantly surprised by that intro. It had been a couple of years. Yeah. <clears throat> <Nice>. Pardon me. <laughs> yeah, I thought that intro was great. Um, I mean, Ocarina is always going to have a great intro. Yes. Because yeah. of just that Kakariko vi- or Kakiri Forest. Kakiri I did the me. same thing when we were talking about it. It's I easy know. to switch yeah. them. You recovered faster than Al did. Yeah, I was like, uh, what are words? When I, when I do that, I don't even recover. I just keep going. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there was a lot. Season one for another Zelda podcast, we said everything wrong. And yeah. we'd get a tweet about all of it. Now we just kind of go with it. But um, um, let's see. Least favorite intro. I mean, as much as I like Twilight Princess, on a replay, that intro is rough. Like the first time I played the, that intro, you're just so excited to be playing this game. You're in it for an hour or two trying to, you're trying to figure out, okay, I guess I'm feeding a fish to a cat. And you're just kind of excited <laughs> to be in it. But, but I've played Twilight Princess a number of times now, and every time I'm back in, I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, really, really? I really have to learn the, the you know, slingshot again yeah. or whatever? Yeah. But you know, you know what got me? I don't know why this got me when I was playing it the other day, but like when you get that fish and the cat takes it, and the lady's like, my cat's so smart. He just got his own fish. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was just losing it at that. <laughs> well, the thing about the Twilight Princess intro is that there are some things. The herding goats technically comes back late. Not herding goats. I guess it's the wrestling the goat comes back with the Goron. Right. It yes. comes back in that final fight. There are a few things that pay off. But that there's things like... Said. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, this is what yeah. I said. There yeah. are things that pay off. But then there's things that are super random. They don't have anything with the yep. game mechanics, like fishing for the cat. Yeah. There's yep. no part of that that actually informs a further... I mean, you have, you, you have to fish. You have to fish for the for the, the reek. earring, right? Uh, oh, I don't know the earring. The, the I earring know the reek, reek thing. The reek fish you have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, but that's what I was saying is that the intro, the purpose of an intro is to you know introduce you to all the things you're going to be doing in the game. This game just happened to do a lot of extra that was kind of unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Is it cheap for me to say that I love the Breath of the Wild intro? I think the whole I don't first, think it's cheap at all. The, the first four, that 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 the uh, plateau, the plateau, the Great Plateau yeah. as yes. an intro. Yeah, great. Top tier. So cool mm-hmm. because that. Oh my gosh, that is one of those things where like yeah, you, everything you need to know you, for the game is there. Yeah, you're yes. you're set up for the. Rest. I think we gave that S tier. Yeah. So we had oh. we had three. What do we have? I think we had Ocarina, Ma- Majora's Mask, uh, Ocarina, Breath of the Wild. All right. So, sure. so Majora's we, Mask being a good intro. A good intro. Yeah. That one challenges me. Does being, it? Being okay. the Deku nut for so long challenges me a little mm-hmm. bit. As much as I love uh, Majora's Mask. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I tried to, um, so I was trying to get my wife to play, to get into Zelda, and she played Ocarina of Time, and, mm-hmm. and she did pretty good with that. And I did give her Majora's Mask, and that intro, or maybe it was the different mechanics or whatever, but it's not necessarily, I would say, new user-friendly. Yeah. But uh, I think, like, if you are, if you're, like, maybe a little bit of a, a veteran, or you play a Zelda game or two or whatever, it's, it's probably a little bit more digestible. Yeah, it twists it just a little bit, doesn't it? And a I think bit. that might be, if, if that were to be someone's first game, that'd be a little tricky, I think. Yeah. Okay, so I know I said that uh, this was open ended, and we weren't gonna, but I'm gonna put this as an agree. For the herding goats. For herding goats. Yeah, herding no, goats. That's totally agree. Totally agree. The herding goats part is like, why? Uh, and so many times. Yeah. Tw- twi- twice. <laughs> why do you need to herd goats? Tw- I got, twice I was, is too many times. Twice is so many times. I I actually got off. There was this goat. He would not get in. I was like, all right, buddy, you want to do that? <laughs> I got off. I had my my little wooden sword out. I was chasing him, and then he turned red, and then he ran me over. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't even know yeah. that could happen. Oh, they, oh that yeah, can happen. they get mad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll try and do that tomorrow for everybody. I'll, I'll, I'll watch. I can't wait. <laughs> um. Okay, Al, this this next one is yours. You, you take it away here. Satori Mountain. Okay, so one of the running gags is Satori Mountain is probably my favorite place in the whole entire Zelda series. Love it. And it's the, my reasoning is it's like my first place that I stopped for every Breath of the Wild um, 
playthrough because it has like all the resources you need. You can get all the ingredients. You can get, well, I wouldn't say all, but a, a majority of them. There's like an herb garden. There's an orchard with a crap ton of apples and trees that you could chop down for wood. Yeah. There's a pepper like camp. There's a mushroom garden that sometimes has butterflies and beetles on the tree. There's the, you know, the, the what is it, King Lord of the Mountain or whatever. That's a really cool, like, environmental don't thing. Look at me. I don't go to Story Mode. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another area that's kind of to the back that has a bunch of really good resources. So that's, like, where I go up first because then I have all my stuff so I can start cooking and I can start, um, you know, getting myself prepared for my adventure. That's and, amazing. Yeah. So I love, whenever, I love this. Whenever people are like, where would you want to live in, a, like, Hyrule? I'm like, Satori Mountain. Like, I could just camp there and probably live off all the resources. Th those that legit, That's good strategy. That's amazing. Exactly. I never noticed that. Yeah. <clears throat> did you ever feel strongly about Satori Mountain before, before hearing this sales pitch? So I kind of did, but not for those reasons. <laughs> that's what's so fun about this, like, being fans and talking with each other. For me, I came across Satori Mountain before I had seen it on any kind of YouTube video, before I saw it on any kind of 900 Things You Don't Know About Breath of the Wild mm. video. Um, <laughs> um, and I came across it organically. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of saw the Aurora Borealis thing that happened. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, night, yeah, yeah. And I got there, and the tree was so beautiful, and the little pond was beautiful, all the, all yep. the pink stuff and then i i was like this is great this is a cool little spot i'll continue and then one night uh, in, a, in the same playthrough or session or something it was you know it wasn't like years later um i came back and the lord of the mountain was there and i was like what is this this is i felt like <laughs> like i think the way they wanted people to experience that part yeah. i got it I, yes. I, it happened organically yes. and so it, it like super moved me i thought it was so so cool and, and you know what we should shout out too it's uh a couple days ago it was the 25th anniversary Princess Mononoke, which I think very clearly yes oh. is the inspiration for that. You know what I did the first time I saw the Lord of the Mountain? I, I did you try I, to hit it with a sword or something? I shot him with an arrow. Well, I was like, because you get the the blur is it blurpies the little yeah rabbit? The, the bloopies. So I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, the blurpy will give me money if I shoot it. I'm gonna shoot this guy. I <laughs> felt this guy gonna drop. I felt oh man, I felt bad. That's a good point. That's I see I see your logic there. <laughs> and it, it was it was very majestic too because I I saw the you know it was nighttime and I was like wow. That mountain's glowing. I'm gonna go over there. Yeah. Check I love it out. the glow, especially if I'm like uh, Very cool. doing one of my speed runs and I see it at the end. And you know, Lord of the Rings fans, I always say the beacon of Satori Mountain is lit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's my favorite place in all of Hyrule. I, I I often swing by, even if I'm just playing casually in Breath of the Wild. I often swing by just to like hang out in that by that mm -hmm. pond a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I had been to Satori Mountain. I never really paid attention to Satori Mountain. And then I, I was talking to Al, and she mentioned it. And I was like, yep. And she, I was talking to her like a week later, and she mentioned it again. I was like, where? And then every time, I was like, Satori, what? Like, you're bringing that up again? And then <laughs> now it's just in my in my I brain. I have it all plotted. Like, I know exactly where each part is. Where all, And there's, like, stuff even around the mountain that has resources. That I, is I awesome. couldn't even tell you what the top region is called. I completely forget. Or where, Kinda? like, the – no, no, the on the other side. Oh. Akala? Oh yeah, that, Akala. 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 So Whatever, I couldn't even tell you what like half these regions are too. called, but uh, Al's got Satori Mountain burned in my brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. And then having all those resources there, that's cool. Now I got to go there for other reasons. Exactly. All right. So, so I, I feel like I know your answer a little bit here because uh -oh. I was I was listening to your show. But oh, uh, okay, okay. So one of the things that I think that we are known for, we kind of alluded to it, saying that we defend the intro of Skyward Sword, but we just defend Skyward Sword a lot. In general, it's your favorite Zelda game. My favorite Zelda game. I would say it's other than Ocarina of Time. That's my favorite Zelda game. So like we're we're pretty high up on that, and yeah. it you know, oftentimes we have to. 
we have to take a stand and fight for what's right on this show because our <laughs> colleagues at this fine Zelda site, I don't know if they always agree with us no, on that. No. I don't know. They do not. I when when we first started making another Zelda podcast, this is like five six years ago. It was before there was any rumblings of an HD remake or anything mm-hmm. like that. I used to say to Kate, "I want to love Skyward Sword," mm-hmm. like back in the Wii, the Wii version, mm-hmm. and because I always liked the game. And even though in general I'm cool and even kind of pro motion controls, the the right. whole idea that back when the first Wii came out and it was like, "Come on, everybody, let's get active." Yeah, <laughs> cool. But like, if the controls don't work, that can be very frustrating. Right. And yes. so for me, there was that shift for Skyward Sword where it just kind of crossed that line where for me, I was like, I don't think this is translating to what I want it Link to be doing. And so when the HD came out, I did play it with a pro controller and I really liked it and it improved my experience with the game significantly. Mm-hmm. And so now Skyward Sword's up there. It's, I mean, it's a, to say it's in your top five is, is like also, you know. That's, course, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's yeah. you got stiff competition in that top five though. Right. Like I've got I've got some favorites, and I think Skyward Sword these days is is up there. Of course, I've kind of just played the whole thing. We just did mm, an episode yeah. on it, so I'm kind of satiated right now mm, or whatever. Yeah. So I'm good for a couple of years. Um, there's other games I'd want to play first again, but um, uh, it, it's it still has to rank under Twilight Princess for me. <laughs> Man. That's it's tough. Okay, it's understandable. Yeah, but they're close. Like, as that's long tough. as it's yeah. high up and you like, because that's something we struggle with is some people don't even want to play it. And yes, mm. and I've I've been a lot more understanding in recent years. Like I get it. The calibration can be really gimmicky on the the Wii, and I do really like that you have both options on the Switch now. And that was something we were really looking forward to. Is the mm-hmm. Switch version was going to be kind of like a second chance for Skyward Sword. I agree. Yeah. Because people well, I mean, would actually that, get to play it. Released you know? at the wrong time too. Like yeah. Just not, yes, yeah. the original. Yeah. I, so, I think every single person in the world had their Wii packed away by November 2011. Or there was like a <laughs> thick layer of dust on top of their Wii. Right. And so when people still kind of didn't like Skyward Sword, I knew it was because it just wasn't the game for them at that point. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay, that makes me feel a little bit better versus... I don't want to play this game because of the motion controls, so therefore it's a bad game. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy that it can exist as a uh, like a, a proper game now. Yes. Again. Yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. I, I, one thing that we've kind of theorized about Skyward Sword Two is that like it, it again, it was kind of like the wrong time in the sense of like yes, everyone had put their Wii's away, but also it was like what the the fifth mainline Zelda game in a row at that point that that kind of followed the the Ocarina of Time trail. Yes, that it blazed, and I think that people were maybe looking something a little bit new even though i i would maybe argue that skyward sword was like the pinnacle of that ocarina of time formula that you know we are talking about 50 almost 15 years later after that so mm-hmm. i think people were ready to maybe move on and, and try something a little bit new which is again not necessarily skyward sword's fault yeah i do i agree with you it was it was uh twi- it was you know ocarina blah 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 twilight skyward sword mm-hmm. and they were really even wind waker in there wind waker was like pseudo open world of blah 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 we don't have to get into it but I do feel by the time I played Skyward Sword the first time, I was kind of like, the the rinse and repeat of the Zelda cycle for me was starting to have an effect a little bit. And Breath of the Wild for me has like cleansed my palate. And now it's fun to go back in with Skyward Sword, you know? I can agree with that, definitely. Um, I saw that uh, that Jules, shout out to Jules, by the way, she couldn't be here at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon, but we miss you. Um, I saw that she released our old Skyward Sword HD episode. I was expecting, when we released this, neither one of us knew that you could hold down L and freely (laughs) move your camera. Yeah. 
And so we we made it on the show, and I bet you we had like a hundred people be like, "Hey, you know what? If you hold down, were you just like jamming on Z or whatever?" Yeah. I saw her share that, and I was like, "Oh no, we're gonna get we're like, gonna get that again." Yeah. I I play the, I play with the camera a lot in Zelda games, Twilight Princess, Breath mm. of the Wild. Yes. I use the camera sometimes. I use the camera to run. I just push forward and then use the camera to run. I use it a lot, yeah. and so does Kate, my co-host, and. The entire th- that was the one critique I had for Skyward Sword HD is I wish you could kind of toggle the sword yeah. and look mm-hmm. because I just played that entire game holding that L button down to look around and it's like oh now I guess I'll yeah. use the sword right you know it would have been nice to swap that it, it would have anyway. been it would have been nice to have, yeah, yeah. Um, okay what do we got next here um, I'm having a blast okay. this is great <laughs> this is awesome okay one of the I don't know how this became my thing actually but one thing that I think our show has gained an identity for is our love. My love, I guess, specifically, <laughs> of uh, both. I I only say both, but there's three, but really only two. Both of the Tingle games that were released in nor or not North America. Yeah. So I like. I don't. Have you ever had a chance to play any of these? No, okay. I barely know about them. So I, I'm gonna make my case here that we can just move on. We can call it. We can call it an incomplete grade. But I think that Tingle's <laughs> Rosy Rupee Land. Okay, that game gets uh, gets memed on a lot. Okay, but it's like it's a really fun game, and it fixes it fixes what. I think is is a little bit of an issue with Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks in that in those games you have to hold your 3DS or your DS and you're using your stylus to move and like you kind of got to hold it at an angle so you can so it doesn't First like of all, weigh down. I don't down. know who's playing those games like that, but yes. Well, I, I, I'm <laughs> telling you, you got to hold it like this. You got to you got to zip zap around with your. Is it, is it a sideways game? Is it one of those with the DS? Like no, so so it's age? it's exactly it's exactly the same as, like layout as. Uh, stop laughing at me. Exactly the same layout as Phantom Hourglass, basically. But you oh, okay. can use your and and you do have the touch uh, elements of that. But you can use the, um, the stylus to move around, and then you use your your uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stylus to fight. What, what am I trying to say? No, you use the stylus side. Uh, you use the the, the the stick to move around. Oh, okay. The joystick. Jo- joystick was the one I was looking for. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. And then the stylus to fight. And the stylus to fight. Oh, there we go. We we've arrived at what you okay. need to do. Um, so it's really fun. It's like a really there's some like quasi Zelda dungeons in there, and like there's obviously mm-hmm. a lot of weird Tingle humor in there. But the really the really outrageous one is Tingle's Balloon Trip of Love. That actually makes Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land look very tame. <laughs> Balloon Trip of Love is it like a sideways floating? Have you ever played Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney? No, I'm I'm familiar with the game. Never played it. Okay, it's kind of like Phoenix Wright. <laughs> A little, I would say it's closer to Phoenix Wright than it is to Zelda. But so what you need to do in that game is you need to find our man Tingle, a soulmate. Oh my! And gosh. you have you have your options of, of uh, love interest to choose from, and you court these ladies. Well, well, also going on a grand adventure. It's actually the the plot is basically ripped off from The Wizard of Oz. Wow. Like literally so much wow. that like the final boss is on a yellow brick road. Um, You're blowing my mind right now. It's it's something else. It's something else, and I absolutely love it because it is so outrageous. But there's cartridges of this game on Etsy, by the way. There's a fan translation mm-hmm. on Etsy. Wow! So if anyone's interested, you should check it out. But so that's that's kind of been a thing of ours over the yeah. years as well. So we haven't we haven't really had a chance to talk about this with a lot of people because a lot of people haven't. In fact, you haven't even played it yet. I have haven't you? played it yet, but I, I it is on my to playlist Andy got me a copy so the Rosie Rupee Land and um I'm looking forward to it like I think I'm he, telling you he's a little weirdo but I love him <laughs> yeah, he he gets beat up 
written in this game. You like people what? hate Tingle. They're, so we have yeah. a we have Moss's copy of what is it? Balloon Triple of Love. Balloon Triple of Love. Yeah. And it's got a booklet, and you open the booklet, and you know what Tingle looks like, but there's like this picture of him, it's like super jacked. He's jacked. Buff, well, we'll show you. Beautiful man in that oh, green yeah. outfit, and I'm like, this is totally what he thinks he looks like <laughs> in his brain. That's probably it. That's probably <laughs> it. Our, our man, though, I'm telling you, he, you in Tingle's Balloon Triple of Love, you'll walk up to an NPC, you'll click A to talk. The first thing they'll say is like, oh, this gross guy is just trying to talk to me. <laughs> they, they kind of embrace like, it, huh? It's like, damn, that's cold. Yeah. I, um, Poor guy. I don't, I don't love to hate on things, but Tingle does challenge me. I'm one of the people. <laughs> where I, I, I don't I don't ever get excited at all when, when I'm interfacing with him in any of the Zelda games. But I'll admit. would you say that having Tingle in Breath of the Wild 2 would be really cool? Oh, yeah. Okay, so honest, honestly... Total vanilla emotional response to that. <laughs> I think I think I don't care if, if Tingle's in there. The one thing, the coolest thing about Tingle was Wind Waker. If you pl if you plugged in your Game Boy Advance, you could play as him mm. as that second kind of mm. the Tingle Tuner thing. Yeah. Tingle Tuner. I thought that was awesome. Um, I when I did play Wind Waker on the GameCube, but that's not so much a Tingle thing as it was a mechanic thing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I guess that's how we got our we got that's our rep because I would go crazy if Tingle is in Breath of the I Wild. I would too. too. I would be super excited. I hope that all four of them are in. Uh, yeah, and Dave. One of them's just Dave, right? Isn't that yeah, right? Yeah, what, what, what is it? Like, They're like Tingle. Ankle. So, okay, one last thing before we move on from yeah, Tingle. Yeah, Rosie right. Rupee Land has a, uh, basically like, instead of heart pieces, there's these things called rupee goods. Uh, by the way, we're going to be streaming Tingle's Rosie Rupee Land in full. Uh, when like, is that? Someday. Someday. Dumb, dumb o'clock in, in a couple days. I, I can't remember. Time is actually meant means nothing right now right. to me. Um, How long have you guys been going already? Just two days. Like, it started yesterday. Okay, right, right. So right. I I, uh, I was up. I started a game at 2 and finished at 6. Took a little cat nap, and then uh, we're, we're doing this. And fortunately, I'm not doing anything until mm -hmm. uh, twi Twilight. I got a crossbow, yeah. whatever, later. Anyway, so that's your, that your reward <laughs> for getting 100% of these rupee goods. There is the most outrageous scene you've ever seen in a Zelda game. It's not safe for work, Okay. <laughs> You can find it if you want to. It's uh, it's incredible. At the end of the Tingle dating game? This is, no, this, this is, is why, this is Rupee Land. This is why they weren't released in North there's, America. There's a character called Pinkle. I'm starting uh, <laughs> to think that these games were made with a little bit on the nose, a little bit of like, I think they were made with that sense I, of humor. I did right? a, yes. They embraced it, yeah. it feels like. Yeah, they did. I did a review and can see why they weren't released in North America. Um, okay, let's move on from Tingle here, and uh, let's talk a little bit of music, because uh, I think one of the things that, yeah, one of the things that we we kind of eventually just found that we, like, absolutely loved, I've never in my life heard anyone else talk about this theme except for us two on the Zeldcast. We are big proponents of the Monk Maz Kashia battle theme. From Breath of the Wild 2. We might need to actually just play this Wait, right we gotta, now. We should play it right now. Right. From Breath of the Wild 2 or is, oh, that, is that the that DLC sorry, battle? Sorry, from yes. Breath of the Wild DLC. Yeah, yes. that is cool. Like that's actually like a certified banger, right? Yes. And I never hear people <laughs> talking about that as like a great Probably because a lot of people don't get there. Well, Fair honestly, yeah. you know, they just don't. It's like everyone remembers friggin' Hyrule Field, <laughs> but um, but this b battle, I think you also you already have to have the DLC and you have to be good enough good. to get there. Yes. Yes. it was a blast to do it. Yes. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play this uh, play this live here. So once all the ads go through. Once all the ads, we 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 tried to do this on Guess That Zelda tune, and it was nothing but ads as well. Okay, here we go. Like, look at that! Doesn't that just get you pumped up? Yeah, it your was blood cool. flowing. It was cool. Oh. There's this some is... really good remixes of it, too. Oh, there are. There's some good ones. Well, I'm checking that out now. 
Yeah, so we're love... we're big fans of this. Did you hear that piano just now? Just going. Like, I know. Bah, 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 bah. So I've, I've I've seen some people. So there's a flute that comes in there, and some people are like, oh, I don't yeah, like the, the flute. The flute is so cool, though. But I, man, that flute when that flute comes in, the song levels up. Okay. <laughs> My favorite part is the cowbell because that's about the only thing I. Would Donation. Be able to... Nice. Thank you so much. Um, but like that would be the only part I would be able to play in anything Aww. is like the cowbell that comes in. <laughs> Let later. me tell you something, Al. I got a fever. God. Is there maybe a prescription? <laughs> there <laughs> could be a prescription. Uh, okay. Let's let's keep on going on. I want to save this one for last, actually. Okay, uh, let's talk about Ilya from Twilight uh, Princess. We're not done yeah. with Twilight Princess yet. We're not Man, done. I think this is going to be a disagree. This is oh, this okay. Kate and I love Ilya. This is a oh, disagree. No. I I think I think Ilya might be the worst character in the series. I think I think she might. We uh, we we like her more than Zelda in Twilight Princess. Oh yeah, no! Like we ship them Kate. all the time. Oh no! no. Yeah. Okay, well I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I mean Zelda's epic in Twilight Princess. I shouldn't say that, but like as far as like uh, Ilya's relationship with Link, maybe Kate and I nerd out a little bit about it, and we, maybe we get a little fanficy about it. But we we like them being in love with each other. Let me put it that way. I don't know about that. We did do a ranking of the ships, quote unquote, or the That's love right. interests or whatever, and Ilya was pretty low on our I, list. I can't remember what we put first, but I guarantee you I put Ilya last. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'll guarantee you as, as sure as the sun comes up tomorrow. Something about Ilya and like her scolding you when you didn't really even do anything to Epona and like oh. she loses her memory and it's like, can you just like remember here? Come on, I got stuff to do, you know? And then, like, and then at the end, when you get when you get her memory back, she gives you this gift, and it's like the the charm for calling your opponent. It's like Ilya, I'm turning into a wolf now. I'm way faster without the like. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like if there had been a little bit more development after she got her memory back, it would have been nice. But it kind of feels like that's the point where Ilya kind of. I hear you there, and I think that is one of my critiques of Twilight Princess, as much as I enjoy it, is that the second half of that game, a lot of the story threads do start to evaporate, mm -hmm. and it does yes. start to become like just dungeon, dungeon, dungeon. Right. Which yes. for me, I for me, some people like dungeon, dungeon, dungeon in Zelda games. I actually, as long as it's not filler, as long as it's you know Skyward Swordy gets that way a little bit, like go back yes, here, go back yes, here. Yes, I agree. But if it's not filler, one of the things in the first half of Twilight Princess that I feel is so strong is there are so many story elements that you have to do between the dungeons. Mm -hmm. And that does fade a bit in the second half, and I do think that the Ilya's narrative or whatever does, along with many of the other characters, does kind of just kind of fizzle right. out, and that is unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, like we, like we were saying about Minish Cap, like I, I think less is more. And, and so I, I'm speaking from a perspective of most of the time that I play Twilight Princess for the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. So it's kind of like one sitting and you got to go, but like, when I get to City in the Sky, I am just like, oh my god, here we go. Oh yeah, how go. do you feel about City in the love Sky? Love it, absolutely love it. One of my favorite what? dungeons ever. <laughs> oh my god. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah I, that's, that's... I, the hook shots, the, the claw shots, okay, absolutely the love it. That cool. is my least favorite yeah, dungeon yeah. in the game. It was, the first time I played Twilight Princess, it was my favorite dungeon in the game. You know, I just liked I agree, all the traversal. Actually. It was like, whoa, I'm doing all these crazy things, and you're on platforms that move to find other things. It was very cool for me. I think we could maybe acknowledge that, because I, I, I really like City in the Sky the first time I I played it too, but I think we could probably acknowledge that our situation yeah, playing it for the event that we do, it. Yes. If, I guess if the, it. if the context is different, you're just trying to get through or you're playing it for yeah, a different reason, yeah. I can that's, see that. That's why I refuse to play Skyward Sword at this event, because I don't want to hate like, I when I get to Sandship. Um, <laughs> I think just my issue with it is I feel like a lot of the dungeons in Twilight Princess are kind of a chore, so once I get to City in the Sky, I'm like, oh my god, yeah. I'm so done with this. Okay. This is random too. Do you like the Temple of Time in uh, Twilight Princess? 
Oh, that one's a little fuzzier for me. The the one where you basically go all the way up, you get the uh, Dominion Rod, and then you have to lead the statue down. Yeah, I remember. There's like, there's, I think it's Temple of Time. I think it might even be that Twilight, when you go into the Twilight one. There's a few that are, for me, very underwhelming, because they are mm. basically like a hallway and back. Yeah. yeah. And they feel like half dungeons. Some of them don't even have a mid-boss. Yeah. So there's a few. Ta uh, Temple of Time might be one of them that is I... a little bit under. And also, another thing is you start getting these like mini dungeons I mean, you don't have the story around it anyway. At a certain yeah. point, you're just kind of like running to the end of that game. Yeah. That is true. I think I'm weird because I like I see people say that that's like a, a, a bad dungeon a lot. And I, mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite in the game. I really like the Temple of Time. It's but again, for, in our context, maybe it's because it's like relatively like you go here, you come back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I or, love my favorite kind of dungeon is a puzzle box dungeon. I yes. love getting into a dungeon. Like I love most of the water dungeons. I mean, I really get into them. I love to just be super confused for 20 minutes and you slowly start picking up on subtleties and you slowly start memorizing these larger things. I push this button, it moves this thing nine rooms over. I love those kind of dungeons. They're my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, the water dungeon in Twilight Princess is one of my favorite dungeons of all time oh. because of those stairs. I love that. It's so cool. I, I struggle there. Okay, I'm gonna-, I'm, gonna uh, I'm taking us off, on. I'm taking us off. We're gonna, I'm gonna just get you to say these because we have some pronunciation. Uh, oh yeah, sure. Here. Well, okay, so this says Majora, but I say Majora. Yes, so Allison, can you uh, can you defend your just position ever here? Ever since I was 10 years old and I played that game, I've said Majora, and so now I get teased about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, um, my whole life I was Ocarina until we started the show. And uh, then me I too, went, me too. It was very quickly corrected by yeah. the fans. Well, here's the thing that I, I mean, well, we can get into this actually after you pronounce the rest of them. <laughs> Well, the next one I think is an F-I, and I think it's, so I think we're talking about the character Fee or Fi. Yes. And people go both ways. Kate and I have talked about this a lot. I think we chose Fee. We yes, preferred I, Fee. Yes. But I heard both of you say both on your show, and I was like, yeah, we were slipping. We, back need, we need a definitive, like, we need definitive ranking I don't think it here. should be defined. <laughs> we, we do have a rule at another Zelda podcast, because we're fans, not experts, we... Right. We, with reckless abandon, mispronounce things. And we just yes. say, guess what? That's how it is when you're talking with your friends. Yes. We're going to, I say, I say Bokoblin, not Bokoblin. I say, you know, I just, we just is say them how you want. It's okay. I say Bokoblin. I've never said Bokoblin in I my life. I say Bokoblin because it feels too. like it's yeah. a variation of Goblin. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, anyways. And then what's this one? F-I-S. Well, that was, either, that was either Fi or Fi. Oh, I see. So uh, we had to, we had to nail down that debate. Uh, in chat, let us know if it's, if it's Fi or Fi. And the way that you can do that is you can type fee like you're supposed to or phi with an e to say to signify that it's not right you ever heard that little nursery rhyme the fee five don't 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 do that to me that too. don't do that so here's my thing about the pronunciation because i've gotten into a lot of debates about it and i've actually seen some people get really really upset about it so i have to i just yeah. at this point in my life where I, i've been playing zelda games for nearly all of it and it's just like things are you're gonna pronounce things wrong you're gonna pronounce things right and if people get really really I heard about it then it's probably their problem yeah it's, this sounds more like a, i'm yeah. just gonna i'm gonna yeah. say majora for the rest of my life so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? we have a rule on this it. show too where i'm from canada nothing we say is right so <laughs> <laughs> there we go you did you did drop on an, on a boot earlier a little bit did, in the show. Did, I, yeah. I don't it was, think that's real i don't think that's real it was light but all right all right i'm gonna save this one for last uh okay, okay. our next ism which you know i'm gonna i'm gonna admit here on this show to everybody watching I had a fun time playing Triforce Heroes with you yesterday. I did. However, oh, yeah. however, that game is the game that breaks the Zelda scale rule. That game is the game oh. that does not live up to its 8 out of 10 if you are playing solo. Yeah. Because it is miserable. You know, that that word right there that is, is actually is another a, an ism. ism. Yeah. 
Miserable is a is a common word. I have three Triforce Hero DS cartridges. I'm waiting to play them with someone. We're going to do a review episode eventually. It'll probably be mm-hmm. myself, Kate, maybe <laughs> one of the other blog writers, maybe Celeste. Um, I've never played it, but I can already imagine that if you're in there alone, <sighs> it's probably just. I think that's a pretty universal feeling about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but and and but let me let me offer this perspective as well because yeah. I think you know what I actually meant to write this down. I didn't, but we can just segue this in here. I think that Four Swords Adventures, which is kind of like a game with a similar gimmick, mm-hmm. right? I think that game is a blast to play solo. Oh, I've never played it solo. I love I, it, but I've never played it solo. I, I love it multiplayer, but like I played it solo, and it's it's a very different game because it's like kind of more puzzly because you gotta you know have your links kind of move in different formations, stuff like that. You can control them solo, but like I think that game is a blast to play solo. It, it's very different than playing with friends, obviously, mm-hmm. but. I, I can still have a really enjoyable Legend of Zelda experience playing that game. And Triforce Heroes, it makes me want to jump off my balcony when I'm <laughs> playing that solo. So I just that that game is the the one to me that offends me because it's like you broke the Zelda scale. Yeah, yeah, you. I can see that. I love your point about um, Four Swords though. How if you play it alone, which I'm definitely gonna try now. I see it over there, and I see a collector's edition over there. <laughs> so cool. I got lucky enough to find an inbox at a resale shop about six months ago. Oh, so yes. we're gonna we're gonna play it for AZP at some point. But playing it one play, because because it is kind of chaotic with the four. It's fun chaotic. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's, it's oh, Mario Kart yeah, chaotic or whatever. But when you play alone and it becomes a puzzle game, I never thought of that. It's, That's kind of cool. It's very different because, like, when I play, like when Allison and I play, I just pick her up and like throw her off a ledge or something. Allison, well, what? I um, do that a lot. What, like, of the four features, which one do you like to play the most? I usually like to try to have the map. Um, I don't know. I've only ever played it here, so I whatever we have set up here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Because yeah. what is it? It's one of them gets the map. One of them gets information about the boss. One of them gets. The money or something? There's four different features that shows up on the screen. I don't think we like actually that. pay attention to no. that here. Our goal oh, yeah. is just we, to make it to the end. We definitely don't, yeah. <laughs> Our goal is to survive. Well, Our what they did was everybody has different information on their screen, and it's supposed to encourage slash force you all to chat with each other. Yes. Oh. And say, oh, oh, the boss is at 50% because only one person can see the boss life and stuff oh like that. Oh, my God. That would be so helpful for fighting Phantom Ganon. Can, you, can you imagine just the text group. is flying across the screen oh and my gosh. blue and red and So the green. goal here at the at the marathon is for everybody has to play because obviously there's a crap ton of levels. Yes. And then we just got to finish it. So that's, see. that's the goal. And that's the goal. sometimes we just have chaos in between where Andy just is sabotaging everybody. These guys. And throwing people around. David, Taking all their like force David, and yesterday stuff. these guys, I was carrying our team in Triforce Heroes, okay? He Him, carried us to lava. Mossy, <laughs> Moss, Al and I were, were playing, and Moss is like, all right, just pick them up. And they they picked me up and carried I couldn't yeah, even move. Yeah, Moss was like over it. He carried him, just carried him for the rest <laughs> of the Come on, let me I go. I couldn't believe it. I was like, put He's me like, down. You're in timeout. <laughs> it's horrible. Horrible. Okay, let's keep going here because we've got a few more that I want to get to. Yeah, sure. Um, so, Allison, you 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 give the okay. The I backdrop have an explanation here. for this, right. but it is it is egregious. So, <laughs> a egregious. few years ago, we were doing one of our definitive ranking, and one of the topics is pacing. And I have a reason for this, but I gave Wind Waker's pacing a five. Yeah. Okay. Which sounds horrible. <laughs> and people were like, "What are you talking about?" I personally think Wind Waker's pacing is completely broken. I yes. I understand yes. that. No. There's, there it so is. So here is my reasoning. I was only thinking about the HD version because obviously GameCube version is just ridiculous. And I was also thinking for when I first started coming to the marathon, I was really into speedrunning. 
So oh. I was thinking of a, as a speedrunner, I know how to efficiently get through the pacing of this game. And I thought it was actually really good compared to my other speedrunning games. So I was like, yeah, this is an easy five. And then when I kind of like came down from the speedrunning high, I was like, you know, this is it's really not that good. <laughs> oh, was it five on a scale of one to five? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. was thinking scale of ten. I was like, yes, it is absolutely no, no, average. No, 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 yeah. five. That, that makes five. sense. That makes more sense. No. <laughs> I actually love Wind Waker and I love playing it, but that second half does challenge it me. It does. Yeah, it does. And I get that now. Like, and yeah. and obvi- HD improves a lot mm-hmm. of that, obviously, but... Uh, yeah, I, I almost had a heart attack when I heard that. <laughs> and I think we had Moss on the show as well, and I think he I, I no, think he had to go Corey. to the bathroom. Oh, it was Cor- oh yeah. Corey probably gave it a 10. No, he disagreed with me too. Yeah. I think those first like three dungeons, though, the pacing's great. You know, you get into the other islands. That's all fun. It's all yeah. That's like classic Zelda pacing, well, and then and it starts to unravel yeah, a little. Yeah, and part of it is it's not too many dungeons. Like, the dungeons feel like just enough. It's the, it's the Triforce hunt part that really yeah. gets people. Yeah. And I understand the GameCube version is ridiculous. And I understand it can feel like a very big momentum killer for most people, but mm. since, like I said, since I knew how to do it efficiently, I was like, this is fine. Well, right. Even even Nintendo has kind of graciously admitted that they had to put a little pet filling on the end because it was a that was one of the few Zelda games that was rushed to release. Mm. You know how mm. like Nintendo's famous, we got it right now with the sequel to Breath of the Wild, they'll like, push, oh, it, back, push it back, push it back, push it back, because when it comes out, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Like that's usually their strategy. Wind yeah. Waker was one of the few games where there was like, because the GameCube wasn't selling great, there was like a deadline, they needed it, and so that one was a bit rushed. Mm. Um, we can lump this next one here too, because we're kind of talking about the Wind Waker already. But okay. yeah. So back, back in the early, early days of the Champions cast, and I hope he's watching right now, uh, Taylor Wells was my original co-host, and uh, Taylor Wells was notorious for his his proclamation that the Wind Waker was the worst Zelda game. And this guy, he tried to say that the, the, it was worse than Adventure of Link, it was worse than Triforce Heroes, it was worse than... Uh, Whatever else, the CDI game. The C- I, don't, I don't know if he. I don't know if he said that. Oh, but I'm sure he would think that. I, I bet he, he might consider it. And uh, I I think that the Wind Waker for me is like a. It's probably a top ten, but it's on the lower end of the top ten of my favorite Zelda games. Yeah. But I was like, that is outrageous. That is the most outrageous thing I've ever heard in my life. There is no world where this game is the like, worst. The worst. And I, Allison, you you were never on that. No, train. I love Wind Waker. You hated it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think we can. It might be at like the bottom say. of my five. It might be somewhere there. Yeah. Then it might be Twilight Skyward. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I do. There, you know, I there are parts of Wind Waker that first half. I I do love it so much. But anyway. Yeah, I I mean, like I I think Wind Waker has some things where like I think there's too much sailing. Um, I think there's too much water. I think that there, I do. I think that there should be more land. Um, well, that was a, that was a system thing. It's because they couldn't load yeah, all the stuff. So they're yeah. like, "Oh, I know what we'll do. We'll have nothing. It'll be water." <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and we get we I get the ones sure, that yeah. are just like, "Yeah, you can explore. This is like an open world." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's just kind of like water, though. It's just more water. Like, there's nothing really." You there. end up pointing at the island and then setting the controller down for a minute is what you end up doing. But you, you all that you have uh, great music. Maybe maybe one of the top three soundtracks in yeah. the series, right? Yeah. I think I think the story is really. Solid. The visual. I don't actually like the character models, but I think the visuals look awesome. Like, yeah, I agree. Everything but the character models. And one of my favorite Ganondorfs too, because yeah, he's like yeah, just yeah. a dude. Yeah. He's actually not that magical. He never turns yeah. into the, the the big beast or anything. And he's almost. I wouldn't say you're almost. You're not. It's not that you're sympathetic, but like, he has a storyline, which is yep. cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I mean, you got. I think solid, like solid dungeons. I wouldn't say the best dungeons. It's in a the series, solid but so, Zelda. So, game. so like, but mm-hmm. so, so well, you have all these things, and it's like this is not. 
it's not even in the bottom like <laughs> yeah. echelon of of games here yeah. i'm with you on that one andy um okay so this one has been a running joke for like forever and they're gonna she's gonna try and feed you some fake information Uh-oh. here she's gonna try and tell you that i do not understand this but I'm here to tell you I do understand it. I just hate it. Oh, okay. Allison, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. All right. No, you go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> I hate the concept of malice from Breath of the Wild because it doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense in the fact that, like, I understand that it's, like, a an, an evil, liquidy thing that is supposed to be, like, the embodiment of Ganondorf's hatred and stuff, okay. and it can corrupt things or whatever. But my position, which I still, I will die on this hill, is like, if Gan- if Calamity Ganon can use this malice juice to corrupt things, why didn't this guy use it one, what, 110,000 years ago or whatever in the past to, mm-hmm. to corrupt the divine beasts in the first place before he got he put into prison? He back then. But why? Why didn't he like have it? it's like building up, it, right? You got 10,000 years being Well, then how did it get out of everything. prison? Because it's hatred, like it corrupts and it get that's like horrible. What it does. Horrible. Okay, you can. It's like the same concept as the ring. You like it. It's not completely explained how it corrupts men, but it does because it's filled with hatred and power. Ah, so but how- but Miss Aletha, the ring. Okay, the ring was at a sealed or's finger and then fell into the into the river and then eventually when it made its way to the to the misty mountains malice was just it came out of ganondorf's prison cell is like interdimensional prisons i i, I hate it i hate it and i can see everyone in chat just absolutely losing it it's also the right same. now oh, there's chat going on over there yes yeah it's also this the same amazing, as the, they, you know, they hate me right now demise he is slowly breaking out of his thousand and thousand year old seal as well so how do you explain that are you okay with that what demise Talk about Breath of the Wild. I know, but I'm comparing it to other things that do the same exact story elements. You just like to be told directly what something is versus inferring it from the rest of the story. We need a we listen, need a mom, dad. Here. We're gonna need yeah. to separate. I, I'm having, I'm, <laughs> We've had this argument so many times, and usually on air, off usually air. Usually, it's actually in text, so I this see. is nice to be in person. So I could just. I've oh. I've never put too much uh. thought into the malice, except that I've just accepted it as um a. a a manifestation of I, I I also feel like it's been growing. I said it earlier. You know what yes. I mean. It feels like it wasn't there ten thousand years ago, whatever right. it was, and it's been building up. Mm-hmm. The evil juice. I get it. I get it. It is a little, <laughs> you know, like you said. It's um the most uh, the most frustrating thing about malice for me is how it's just kind of splattered about on the land right? a little bit, and that's fine. But and I get it, but it's basically lava. Then mechanically, it's just lava, mm-hmm. and or it's not even because I guess you bounce off it and get hit. Mm-hmm. And there are times where I wish, like I wish this was a little more interactive. I can do stuff with water. I can do stuff with you know this this malice is here, and I just can't pass it. Okay, fine, you, you shoot an That's eyeball. That's fine. Your your thing with it is just more of a lore thing. Well, yeah. I, my, mine is like I just if this is something that formed while Ganon was in prison, I I want an explanation how it was able to break break out and corrupt these divine beasts i need that explanation it's, i mean we might get it in the sequel to breath of the wild there's a lot of malice in that trailer. you know i i there's a lot of malice in i've been on this fool's errand saying that for like the last what is it five years now and I, I i don't think we're gonna get there i've been informed by the way that everyone upstairs is laughing at me about yeah. this yeah. So. I, I can I'm hear sure. them right now i heard a few just now through this yeah. you know what i don't care okay <laughs> i will die on this hill malice does not make 
it's no it's no good in princess mononoke they tell you that it is like the embodiment of hatred but it comes from it comes from a bullet there is a physical reason for it to exist Annie, they say the same thing in Breath of the Wild. No, no, Ganon didn't get shot with anything. Yeah, okay, we have to cut this off. We're gonna, we would rant forever. Oh boy, okay. I'm just trying to make sense of it all. <laughs> Once you think about it, you can never unthink about it. I'll tell <laughs> you that. Off the air. This, yes. is, this is a whole other episode. Yes. Man alive. Um, okay, so we're we're getting to the end here, but I did want to to float some stuff by you here okay. because um, you know. Of course. Like, where does the malice come from? I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just right? joking. <laughs> so. And hopefully we find out in Breath of the Wild 2, which we're going to talk about right now. Oh, so okay. everybody was looking for a direct for this summer, which is very clearly not going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so what, I guess, tell me, just so you can elaborate as much or as little as you would like to here, but sure. what are you kind of looking for in Breath of the Wild 2? What are you expecting? What are you hoping that it addresses, either storyline-wise, gameplay-wise, whatever? The, the floor is yours. Just cool. tell tell our audience like a little bit what you're hoping for. I do have some sequel. thoughts. Are we till, what, 10.15 here? We we, a little bit? I was told we can go for as long as we need to. Oh, okay, cool, cool. All but right. I'm, I'm getting told that is not the case. Never mind. Oh, we just got the... We got five <laughs> okay, minutes. Yeah, we, we got, got five, five minutes. minutes from the tech. Yeah. Um, so I'll be brief, but um, I'm very... Maybe I'm just being a fanboy, but I'm very excited to have... What, what appears to be the Ocarina Twilight Princess Ganondorf coming back. Yes. Very excited about that. Um, that was the one thing I kind of missed in Breath of the Wild. In Breath of the Wild, the Ganon element was almost, is really just a force of nature, not even really a character. And I was fine with that for Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, it's all about the wild, I mean, okay, it's a force mm -hmm. of nature. I'm really excited to try to get that Triforce back, that Triforce, that Ganon uh, Zelda yes. Link thing yeah. back. That'd be cool. Um, I did not expect all the flying islands. When I, the first trailer, yeah. Yeah. I was really expecting... Okay, there was one thing that... Um, um, uh, well, anyway, oh, no, there's going to be a whole thing where I'm going to talk for 10 minutes. But um, <laughs> I didn't expect the Flying Islands. I think that's cool. I expected to go underground. I expected, especially yeah. after that first trailer, I yeah. thought, okay, we're going to get dungeons underground. But uh, we, now we were looking for be, like a dark world. I was sure we were going to get that. I was excited about that big old beast in that first trailer that Link and Zelda were with, like being almost like a camping mechanic. I was mm. very excited about all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, I would, the shrines were fine. I, I think everybody feels this way. But now that we're used to an open world Zelda... I feel like we could probably pull some classic dungeons back in and yeah. people would be okay with that. Yeah. I think if you did, the reason they did the shrines in Breath of the Wild, I feel, is they just took their eight dungeons, mm -hmm. exploded them into a bunch of pieces, every room, yeah. and that was to help people get used to like, oh, I'm not just going to follow the one trail. I can go anywhere and we need yeah. people to explore the map. Fine, we're used to exploring the map. We'll explore it for Deku Seeds. Let's put some classic dungeons in there. I would really look forward to that. You know? Yes. Yeah, I think they're coming. I think there's going to be shrines. I think the shrines are definitely going to come back. Yeah. But I yep. do think there's going to be... I think there's going to be dungeons that are akin to what we saw with Hyrule Castle. They're going to be closer to that than they will be to, like, the Divine Beast. I agree with I you. Yeah. And they're probably going to be... Some of them are going to be these floating island things. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be, like, go from that one to that one to that one. I am seeing in some of the trailers a little bit more, like, the mechanics. The, those classic dungeon mechanics kind of started mm -hmm. to seem mm -hmm. to show up in the most recent trailer. So I'm in. Also, the two Link models. People are now thinking there's maybe some time travel. We'll see. Uh, yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big person on that time travel. I want him to go back in time. We love this about ages, but I want him to go back in time to ten thousand years ago and 
be the the hero from the past that puts uh, into motion the story that can we you imagine? And then they awesome. could explain where malice comes from and why <laughs> it's there. You, but like, the thing is, the thing is, my favorite thing about Age of Calamity is um, <laughs> is the because um, I want to give you guys time. I'm so sorry. Uh, the, my favorite thing about Age of Calamity is the rebuild of like you go into the there's actual towns, there's actual markets. Half the time I play I Age of like Calamity that, yeah. and I just walk around. Like yeah. it's like, come on, we gotta go to this part, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Look at this apple cart right here. Yeah. This is great. This is cool. Because it's not the ruins, and right. maybe there's a version. I don't know who owns those models, if, mm. it, if it's Nintendo or not. But like, it's built. We've got ah. some. That's we've some... got some towns built up. You People know. People have been saying that yeah. they want to see Hyrule kind of rebuilt. Rebuilt. Yeah. Yeah. If I could get, if I could get what I in in Twilight Princess Hyrule Castle Town, whatever. All that hustle and bustle. If I could get yeah. that in an open world Zelda thing, I'd love that. I would. I would be. Yeah, I, don't I, would, even love, know what I would. I'd do. love seeing more people kind of on the the paths from like one village to another. Because mm -hmm. I always kind of felt it was like very cool when you ran into someone and it wasn't like someone from the Yiga clan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like all right, somebody like in the wild. Like this is great. Yeah, yeah I loved it. Loved it. Um, so that's my. So thoughts. yeah. Um, okay. Well, we uh, we are not done with this Zelda crossover because we uh, we're going to keep this train rolling and you can look forward to an episode with us on another Zelda podcast yeah. sometime in the future. We're going to get up here, we're going to go to another room, we're going to record and I think it's going to come out two episodes from where we're at right now. All right. Oh cool. All right. It'll be so, after uh, monumental moments or something, but anyway. So yeah, so we're, we're this this train is going to keep rolling here and uh, of course the Zelda Dungeon Marathon is going to keep rolling. We are going for another what? 6 days, 7 days. Yeah, something like that. 24 7. Uh, I'll be doing like 70 hours of Twilight Princess. That's what it's going to take for me to yep. beat the game. We got Minish Cat Mayhem coming up. We're going to be. We're, Al and I are teaming up for Four Swords. It's going to oh be my fun. Gosh. Yep. Next, we got uh, the fine Zelda title, uh, Faces of Evil, coming up yes. on the CDI. That's my favorite CDI. So you want to stick I around for that. And uh, yeah. This man, this this was a crossover event that I'm so happy I had that so we were much able fun. to put together. This was so cool. This was so awesome. like being in the same room with you guys. Yeah, yeah. There's you know one thing magical. I can see what you mean about like recording in person is just there's something. Yeah, that's nice. There's something magical like to see the little micro expressions to get yes. the whole the vibe. You know what I mean? It's important. It's it, it it's so awesome to and, feel uh, like literally my yeah my just like vibrating. Although I I thought that Al was gonna hit me. I, I did. I thought that she might. <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> I want to thank you guys for, for inviting me on. It's so cool. We were talking about, like, anytime you're in Chicago, we try to do something. And then, yep. Andy, you made this offer, and it's just been a dream come true for me. Yeah. I've, I've looked up to Zelda Dungeon for years, and just to even be here on this stream is, is, is I'm, like, totally fanboying out here. So thank you so much. Well, this was definitely awesome. Um, tell everybody where they can go and find you and your podcast and everything like that. Our show, Another Zelda Podcast, um, the, the easiest and quickest way to find it is just to go to our website, anotherzeldapodcast.com. We are on, obviously, the Apple Podcasts and the Google Podcasts and Spotify and YouTube and all of that. Um, on Twitter, we're just Another Zelda Pod. Instagram, Another Zelda Podcast. That's probably the best way to, uh, to find us. All right. All right. Well, we are out of time. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for making fun of me in chat. That was much appreciated. Uh, <laughs> we want to encourage you guys. Check us out over on Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Al is at Allison Aletha. David is at Raptor Paint. We are at the Zelda cast, and we are at Zelda Dungeon. Head over there. And uh, like I said, we got a lot, of, uh, a lot of Zelda still here to come this week, as you can tell by that. Faces of Evil theme that's rocking right now. So uh, they're getting set up. They're getting set up. This is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is so cool. Uh, you guys know the drill. Everywhere you get your your podcast, like, subscribe, recommend us to that Zelda fan in your life. We will see you guys next week, if not sooner, for the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. Take care, everybody, and uh, 
you later. <laughs> <laughs>